Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast with me, your host, Danny Kennedy, and you're listening to episode number 25. Welcome to today's show, and we are extremely lucky to be joined by Pitsy Folk today. Pitsy, how are you, mate? I'm good, thank you. Thank you. For starters, would you like to introduce yourself and kind of just tell the listeners about yourself and what you've done um, in the business world so far? Um, Look, I came to Australia in my 20s, and I've been here for 40 years. I've... um, I worked for myself for 99% of that time. I've had about 15 or 20 different businesses that are owned, mainly in hospitality to start with, and later uh, service to hospitality, like I had a coffee business, uh, now I've got a drinks business, um, I've got a, a food rescue business or, or reducing global food waste business, um, I've got retail business, luxury retail goods, and um, few other things yeah cool and and the way I kind of wanted to start the show obviously I want to talk a lot about business and entrepreneurship and um, and starting businesses from the ground up and stuff which is clearly what you've done have you always had traits of an entrepreneur since you were since you were a child or is it something that's kind of grown like did you find yourself when you were younger doing things that um, I guess trying to sell things or, or always a, a person that was had ideas about um, starting businesses or is it just something that you started later on? Look, I've always had issues with convention and, and I've never been somebody who followed the rules or, or the guidelines. So I've always done my own thing. But when I came to Australia, I couldn't get a job. So I really didn't have a choice but to start my own business. And from that... I realised it's something I, I love doing and, and enjoy doing and so um, I started lots of small businesses and sold them and moved on to the next one and every time it got a little bit bigger and eventually sort of doing what I'm doing now. Yeah, cool. And in your opinion, do you think someone is born an entrepreneur or is it something that somebody can learn or, or be taught along the way? I think it's very hard to... to to give advice on that because I think everybody's different. Uh, I think there, for me there are three rules for an entrepreneur that is um, you have to eliminate the fear of failure, you have to have a huge risk appetite um, and you have to have persistence and um, you know because um, I think too many people restrict themselves because they fear failure and that's I think is the biggest uh, hurdle for most people to overcome or they play too safe again because they fear failure so and you obviously don't yeah look I don't care enough about failure I don't give a shit what people think of me or or, or say or do so for me it's irrelevant because I do all those things for myself I don't do it for anybody else and and uh, so failure is really struggling within yourself and uh, how how do you see yourself as a failure and how do other people perceive you is always two different things. It's, uh, so uh, I've learned that worrying about what other people think or, or say about you is you've got no control over that. They've already made up their mind who you are. Yep. In regards to failing in a business financially, obviously now you've built up a lot of wealth so you can obviously afford to fail in certain businesses. But starting out, for someone that doesn't necessarily have a lot of wealth how how careful do you need to be in regards to failing 
I don't think it matters if you're wealthy or poor, if you sort of, you have to be, I've been on the edge quite a few times and um, I even now sort of keep risking large proportion of, of sort of my wealth, but um, if that's a motive, you should be working for somebody, you shouldn't be doing your own thing, because if that's something you're worried about, uh, you should start it in the first place. I think you have to just have to have an approach that you are going to succeed. Failure is, is sort of, for me, has never been an option. And even so, I failed. It's, it's not something that ever I ever think about, because if you do, you do. It's, uh, but if you, if you start something and you worry about failure, I don't think you have any chance of succeeding because you're too worried about covering up the failure. Yeah, sure. And now this is something that you and I have spoke about a couple of times, but say, for example, somebody starting out a business um, and it's their first time, do you think there needs to be a process in place in regards to a business plan or, or planning something or structuring the way you want to um, have things moving forward? Or are you a fan of kind of just doing things on the fly and just going with it? I've done everything on the fly, but I'm learning now that sort of structure planning is super important. I think it's, it's very important. You have to have a business plan. You have to know where you go. You also have to set certain goals. I've never done that. I've always just went along and shit happened. It's so, um, I think it's very important to, to structure. And I'm learning it from my young team that I'm working with. They're teaching me that my old way mightn't be the right way. And I think uh, the more plan you have and the more structure and guidelines you have in your business, um, the better. Even so, you still have to be. And that's the difference between an entrepreneur and a corporate. You have to have the flexibility. You have to have the agility, the ability to change. If something doesn't yeah. work, don't beat your head against the wall. Just change and do something that might work. Yeah. And this is not something that I asked at the start, but have you ever gone to uni and done a degree in business or did you just... Look, I did a hotel management course, which was very heavily focused on the business side. And um, But it, it's all sort of more, a lot of reading, a uh, lot of uh, sort of interest in what's going on in the world and, and looking at other businesses and, and look, being observant and you learn. And you know, it's, it's just sort of, uh, I think it helps if you had some course and and you have to have an understanding of finance you have to have an understanding of bookkeeping you have to re be able to read a PL and you have to read a balance sheet and and all those things there but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a university course you can yeah. teach yourself that so if someone was to come into cappy and ask for a job what would you look for in like what would you when if you were into interviewing them what are some of the questions you would ask what would you be looking for in someone to possibly yeah. work here the most important thing I think for me is um, culture in any business. It's it's attitude, approach, flexibility, um, willingness to adapt and learn. And um, I employ a lot of very young people because I find that they're not that set in their way, and I can mould them a little bit more towards the way we operate. And um, we operate very sort of it's a sink and swim mentality we don't over nurture here we throw people in at a deep end and we see how they survive and how they swim and then we work with them on 
the things they need to improve on and the things we can learn from them. Okay, okay. Now tell me a little bit about CAPI, how it all started and kind of where it is now and what direction you're wanting to take it in. CAPI is uh, started about 10 years ago in a very different form and uh, I had somebody come for advice for a mentoring session and uh, I ended up buying into his business. I bought 20% of of the business and uh, he was ex Coca-Cola. He had sort of uh, very corporate, very structured, um, very clever. We we started off a fruit soda business and we had um, a major issue with a glass supplier after about three years. Uh, the whole company then um, we sued the glass supplier. We won. Company basically was insolvent, and um, all the other business partners, shareholders, decided they didn't want to continue. So I bought all of them out and looked at the brand I had and I looked at its shortcomings. What could I do differently? What could I do better? We were one dimensional in the way we only had fruit soda, so we added a mixer range, we added mineral water. We decided to be stricter on glass only. We had also cans and all that stuff. So we really mapped out a, a, a strategy going forward. What's our point of difference? Where do we want to be and what do we want to achieve? And um, so, and then I got a team around me to, to do that. And we now sell to 11 countries and we're fairly sort of got a we have a hundred percent growth year on year and um it's been a great journey and um i hope so it continues definitely and you mentioned before that you had someone come to you when cappy was starting out you had someone come to you um as a mentor for you to mentor them yeah how important do you think it is for somebody that's starting out as an entrepreneur or in the business industry to have a mentor do you think it's irrelevant i think it's the the best thing you can ever get if you're lucky enough to get a mentor. I, I never had one. Um, I mentor about six or seven people that, um, young people that are, are, I think have the potential to, to move forward and I enjoy every minute of it. And, um, and I think it's one of the most rewarding things as an older person or experienced person, I don't see myself as old, yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you can give. It, it's, it's very rewarding. I, and I think anybody who's got the opportunity to get somebody to mentor them is, is very lucky. I do think you have to pick the right mentor. And uh, I still think you have to make your own decisions and all that. But it's nice to have somebody to bounce ideas off. 100%, yeah. And you mentioned before that Cappy went through a stage where where the the other uh, partners in the business weren't keen on continuing it, how do you how do you know when um, to keep persisting with a business that's starting out, or when to kind of call it quits? Look, I think you again that's an experience thing. Uh, I always say die fast. If you have something and it's not working, walk away and cut your losses quickly. There's nothing worse than a slow death. So die fast, grow fast. Uh, but once you get a product that's accepted by the public and it's really, you have to look at yourself. Where am I making my mistakes? Can I improve it? And uh, you know, if you have something that nobody wants to buy, you, you have to walk away from it. But yeah. if, it's, 
if it's accepted, but you're going to market this the wrong way, then you just have to refocus and learn and, and change your tactics and how can I do it better and uh, you know we thought if I get my drinks into supermarkets all my problems are solved my sales row is not big enough and I'm not doing the volume to sort of really stay there forever um, and it's you end up having two businesses that are your lifeline and it's a huge risk when you have two customers because yeah. uh, one of them goes you've lost 50% of your business so Diversification, uh, going to market, where do I want to do? We we decided export was the big thing for us because we're very successful in the food service and on-premise market in Australia. So export for us was the logical thing to do. And um, our export has grown twice as quick than our Australian market. Yep. And being someone that started a number of successful businesses, what type of people do you, do you think that you need to have around you in those initial stages or even even now with Cappy, what type of people do you look for to help continue to grow? They have to be, I think, exceptional. They have to be open-minded. Your business is as good as the people that work in it. I, I think I incentivize my team very well. I pay well. Uh, we have an office environment where we provide lunches, breakfast. We... we we can work from home. We're incredibly flexible in the way we approach the team, and um, and it is a team. And um, but everybody has to be committed. And your culture in your business is one of the most important things. It's uh, there's no nine to five. It's just yeah. sort of you work when you have to. Sometimes you work longer. Sometimes you work less. It's yeah. Yeah. What are some of the mistakes that you've made as a, a business owner or starting out a business? And also, what are some of the mistakes that you see people continue to make or others around you make that are the reason why their business isn't successful? Look, I've made heaps of mistakes and I'm still making them. It's, um, everybody has to make mistakes, but learn from mere mistakes, don't repeat them. And it's very hard to specify what mistakes you've made because you've made so many. Um, I think... The biggest mistake maybe I've often made was persevering with people that didn't fit into your culture. Uh, again, it's die quick death. Yeah, they don't change. Culture doesn't change. So um, I think sometimes I've misjudged the market. Sometimes I've put too much of myself into the, the market that I think I know better. And uh, I'm doing it really on instinct rather than on... Um, information and um, and I'm learning to be a bit more structured and, and um, also more research, more uh, why, the why in a business is the most important thing and I think I've made a mistake to have a few businesses where I didn't understand my own why. Yeah, cool. Cool. Have you read the Have you read the Start With Why book by Simon Sinek or seen, no, seen anything about it? No? No. no, no yeah, right. No. <laughs> um, so a trend that I've seen, uh, you know, whether it be listening to podcasts or reading books and stuff lately is um, entrepreneurs or successful entrepreneurs that have habits or daily routines that they stick by that kind of start their day or whatever. Obviously, oh, for those that are listening, Pitsy trains with me four or five days a week. So obviously He's a you, bloody killer. <laughs> obviously, you value your, your health and fitness, which is why you come to me. But is there anything else that you kind of consistently do that you think helps you kind of, um, I don't know... Yeah, I drink too much, (laughs) I eat too much, Um, I try to balance it with exercise. Yeah, look, I 
I think you know, over-enjoy life and uh, overindulge in a lot of things and uh, I try to compensate by having torture sessions with you. So it's, um, it's um, no, look, you have to embrace things. You have to be, it's no good not being fit, not being able to do things. It's, um, I think that's one of my biggest fears of, of, I used to be a smoker and I always used to say to my cousin who was a doctor, a sports surgeon, and uh, said, look, I don't care if I die 10 years earlier because I smoke. And he said to me, it's not, dying 10 years earlier, it's how you die and the way you go there and what happens the 10 years before you die. Yeah. And uh, that made me stop smoking because I suddenly realised it, it's right. I, I don't have a fear of death. I have a fear of a, a bad life. A bad life beforehand. Yeah. Now, a question I wanted to ask you was, if you could start any business that wasn't Cappy or anything that you haven't done before, what would it be and how would you go about it? Look, I'm in the process of starting another two businesses and, and um, one of them is, is food, the other one is health. So there are lots of opportunities, there are different trends, the world changes all the time and, uh, and I think you have to be ahead of the market and you have to look where is the market going to be in 10 years time. So it's researching what, what the future trends are and identifying them and then meeting the market. That's really sort of, uh, you have to be ahead of the curve. It's no good being an also ran or, or chasing somebody else who's already done it. So, and whatever you do, you have to do it. You have to know where you want to be. You, you are either in the bottom of the market or the top of the market. You can't be in the middle because the middle is no man's land. You don't yeah. know where you're going. You've only got one way to go and that's going down to the bottom. So it's really, what's my target market? Where do I want to be? How, how do I want to do it? And that's sort of identifying what you want to do. Then you present it to your target market and you tailor your products according to the target market. And then you go after that because with marketing as the versus it is nowadays, you've got so many avenues of reaching a, a market that unless you know your target exactly, you might spend your money in the wrong place. Yeah, and even now with Cappy, are you still reevaluating all the time oh, to see where? Look, we're we're constantly we're reformulating. We're producing sugar-free mineral waters with uh, you know infusions, cucumber. We're doing it lemongrass and ginger. We're working with yuzu for the Asian market. Uh, we we're constantly we've just released a, a spicy cola, which is sort of uh, very much on the natural cola. We, we're not putting anything artificial it's 100% natural and uh, you know it's got less sugar than other colas so it's yeah you have to to sort of constantly reevaluate where you are and what you're doing where am I going wrong what's not growing fast where do I spend my energy yeah yeah and before we finish up is there anything else that you think you can add that might be able to help you know regardless of what it is, but it might be able to help someone that is starting out in a business or even someone that's been running one for a long time that just wants to continue to grow and improve in their field. I always say that the, the biggest mistake people make is too optimistic planning. I always say if you have a business plan and you say in three years time I'm going to profit, be profitable and I need $100,000 to get there, double both it'd be six years and it'll cost you two hundred thousand if it still stacks up with that 
then you have got something you can chase. And if it doesn't stack up as that, you might have a marginal business. So whatever your plans are, then just worst case scenario. I think you have to be optimistic, but you also have to always know what is my my get out? What is my downside? How does it affect me? And, uh, you know, evaluate the impact it would ha- failure has on you. And even so, we all fail. It's still a huge step to fail in, in business, especially because you fail daily. But if you have the total failure where your business collapses and what effect does it ha- have on me, my family and everything else? And, and how can I move forward afterwards? That's really sort of, you know, if you yeah. borrow it and you, you know, you have everything, your house, everything is on the line and you fall over, it's a massive sort of uh, impact on you. Yeah. And most people fail because they run out of money um, and because the banks won't lend you anymore, startups, new things, banks sort of are the, you know, they're there for, they give you an umbrella when the sun shines and take it away when it rains. So it's... Um, you just can't rely on that. So you have to be self-sufficient. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining us today, Pitsy. There's heaps of good stuff in there and um, really it's appreciate it. It's a pleasure it. and I'm looking forward to my gym session tomorrow to blood, sweat and tears. And, <laughs> um, uh, and I can actually walk today. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Make sure you do subscribe um, so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And thanks again, Pitsy. Pleasure.